The church vessel with not leaving on your victory, 91.5. And we're here with Ray. We just talked about the blood for the Passover meal. Um, and we know that this blood was placed on the altar. It was on the cross. Sure. It was put on the doors. <laughs> blood uh, everywhere. Huh? Blood everywhere, it seems like, right? So is, is there a significance to where the blood was, or is it, does it sure. matter? And it's not just random blood. That's right. The blood has to be someplace for a specific person. So on John 10... Uh, Jesus said to them again, I am the door of the sheep. So already he's telling you this door in Egypt, that was me. And also this door to heaven, this is me. So here's how it looked in Egypt, at least. The man of the house would look into the face of the lamb and slit its throat. Blood would run down on his feet. And, of course, if you've ever been camping or you've built an old rustic kind of a house, you have to dig a trench around it. That keeps the water out. It helps otherwise you, uh, on a dirt floor, you just have water running through all the time. <laughs> so you dig a, dig a trench. So he's at the front door. So this blood is going to fill the ditch at the front of the doorway. So then he'd take a hyssop branch with one hand to put blood on each side of the door. Of course, blood would run down one arm. And then he'd take the hyssop branch over here and the blood would run down that door arm. And finally, he would wipe blood on the header that sprinkled down onto his own head. Of course, he's standing in blood because there's blood down his feet in a trough. So you're, you're looking at a picture of Jesus on the cross at that point. You have each hand, the feet, and the heads. The most important lesson of Pesach or Passover is the power of the blood. The blood, the door, lets us enter into sinners, exit as saints. You know, when they walked in there, they were slaves. But when Moses had come out, they were free. Everything, everything changed when they went in and ate the Passover lamb. They exited the saints. The house, you understand, is a grave. When they come out in the morning, they're not dead, but they're alive. This is the picture of Lazarus. This is a picture of Jesus. Death visits every house in Egypt. He takes every first son of Egypt. But the lamb stands guard at all the Israelite houses. Death doesn't examine their righteousness, their obedience, or their passion for God. The blood and the blood alone prevents the destroyer from entering. See, when we sin, it's like leaving the house. The destroyer is, is, the destroyer is lurking. God is inviting us back into safety. So many people... They beat themselves up. They deal with guilt and all this stuff. And when, when in reality, God's just going, no, 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 come back, come back, get inside the house. Because it is a true protection. So often we don't even realize when we're running into guilt and shame, we're running into the arms of the enemy, the destroyer who will destroy you. Mm -hmm. See, it's about his love for you, not your love for him. It's about his sacrifice for you, not your sacrifice for him. Focusing on his love for you keeps you stable, and it's hard to betray love. Now, that's the door. The altar is a whole different story. On the morning of the 14th of the month, which is Passover, Jesus is hung on the cross at the third hour, which is 9 a.m. Day starts at 6 a.m. The temple was crowded with pilgrims bringing their lambs for the Passover slaughter. Because of the great number of lambs to be slaughtered, the afternoon daily offering was performed a little bit early. And this is tradition. So the slaughter of the Passover lamb could be performed during the ninth hour or three o'clock. That's how we know when he died. 
The lambs were killed and their blood applied to the altar. So here's how it goes. Lines of priests stood with gold and silver basins for passing the blood from priest to priest. Each one received a full basin, handed back an empty one. The priest nearest the altar, so it's like a fire line, you know, with water. The priest nearest the altar tosses the blood in a single act. So they're passing it along, and blood all over the altar. The Passover lambs were killed in three consecutive waves. The gates to the inner court were open. The first crowd of Israelites with their lambs ready rushed in. Within minutes, the courtyard is stained, flowing red with blood. The dead lambs are hung on hooks, and the forearms are spread in a crucifixion pose as they were skinned and prepared for roasting. It's all the little things that you don't notice throughout history that comes alive at the cross. When the ninth hour arrived, three o'clock, a long blast of the shofar signaled the Levites to begin chanting the Hallel. Now, the Hallel are specific psalms, 113 through 118. They're joined by the voices of thousands of pilgrims gathered at the temple. The sound filled the entire city of Jerusalem and echoed outside the walls where Jesus was hanging on the cross. Here's what they're singing. The cords of death, this is from the Psalms, of the Hallel ones, 113 through 118. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I will lift up the cup of salvation. Now, again, in Hebrew, salvation is Yeshua. It's his name. So, in other words, they're singing, I will lift up the cup of Jesus and call on the name of the Lord. Hmm. And he's hanging on the cross. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Keep in mind, he wrote this for himself to listen to thousands of years before when he talked to David. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Not only would Jesus be serenaded with the halal as he hung on the cross, According to the Mishnah and the Talmud, the 18 benedictions were also prayed. Jesus prayed part of the sixth benediction on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. So he's actually praying with them this benediction. So here's a taste of some of the others. The sixth benediction here. Forgive us, O Father, for we've sinned. Pardon us. O our King, for we've transgressed. For you... Pardon and forgive. Blessed are you, O Lord, who is merciful and always ready to forgive. Uh, from the seventh benediction, look upon our affliction and plead our cause and redeem us speedily for your name's sake. For you are a mighty redeemer. Blessed are you, O Lord, the redeemer of Israel. And they're reading these and singing the Hallels. They're singing them, really, not just reading. It was the ninth hour as the Passover lambs were slain in the temple. And as the sky grew black, the earth quaked, the veil was torn, and Jesus, the Lamb of God, died. And that is the blood coming down the cross, which at that point was the, the last altar that we'll ever need. Mm, that's so awesome. So to, just to recap for everyone, it starts at the door, which is would cause the death to pass over literally the ho the household. Sure. And you were talking about not looking to shame and condemnation, which as we know in John, it says there's no guilt, shame, or condemnation found in That's Christ right. Jesus. And so this all points back to that. And then there was blood on the altar, which as you said, it was talking about the, the sacrifice itself and they would throw it buckets on the altar. Buckets and buckets and buckets, buckets of blood. <laughs> and then finally the blood on the cross, which now covers us. It's our new covenant. Mm. And so... 
don't just think about the blood as like it's just random and it's everywhere. Think of it as there's significance to it because there's everything happens for a reason. I believe that. Amen. And Jesus, he he was very very intentional with the way that all this happened, just so we can know that we are righteous, we are saved, and that's the that's the beauty of all this, right? Yeah. Amen. And we're gonna remind. G- Jason Gray has his next song coming up. It says, remind me you're here. And mm. I think that's exactly what we're doing right now with Jesus. We're re- he's reminding us why he came and why he died for us. Jesus, you-